22 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Ryan Honey and Robert Lettinen. Podcast brought to you, as always, by Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Jets on a bye. Giants coming off the bye, off a tough loss to the Seahawks, which I knew was going to... I knew the Giants had to lose at some point. Like, I knew, like... I actually woke up, and we'll talk about it because, like, we didn't uh, record last week, but I, like, woke up... What was that? Week 9? I went into that Sunday. I was like, yeah, the Jets and Giants both losing, like, totally possible. And then all of a sudden, Zach sucks. There's yep. three games. Like, everybody is panicking. A week later, nobody's panicking. But I, people are still concerned with Zach because it, he did have a good game against Buffalo. By the way, that's the best Jets win in a decade. That's the best oh, yeah. Jets win 100%. since probably the Patriots, the last time they beat the Pats with – um with Fitzpatrick back in 2015 where like they, oh, yeah, the, when they, dec- the when they so low that toss, when they, de- when the um, Patriots won a toss in OT and yeah, they oh, yeah, right, right, right. And then Eric yeah, Decker caught the OT that's that's right, yeah. yeah. But uh, like you still have, there's still concern with Zach with, because <clears> he's still worse in completion percentage and rating. And we're not going to rate on his prey too much just because he is coming off a really good game. And that could be as a stepping stone. But I woke up that Sunday morning I knew the Giants and the Jets, though those are two tough games. I know Belichick does not screw up that opportunity to beat the Jets. The Jets do not sweep. If the Jets are beating Pats, it's only once, if not yeah. zero times. Like, it's not, they're not sweeping the Pats anytime soon. I just can't see that happening as long as Belichick is there because he has his way with them every single fucking year. But, um, yeah, the Giants are on, uh, Giants coming off the bye week, Houston this week. Uh, that's got to Robbie. It's, they got to win the game. They got they Giants got to win the next two <clears> games. They got Houston. They got Detroit, and then they have like a stretch of games where it's like the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They have to play the Eagles twice. The Vikings. Like this yeah, is no, that, that's, it's it's the worst team in the league the that they're playing. I mean, you're playing back to back two of the worst. You you're playing back to back two of the what bottom five teams in the league and the Lions and the Texans. I mean, right. If you want to uh-huh. be considered, like, I mean, here's the thing: is like. <clears throat> however well the Jets and the Giants are doing, they're still looked at as the Jets and the Giants, kind of similar to how, you know, no matter how good the Mets look, they're still, like, at the end of the day, the Mets. That's how people are always going to see us. That's how people are always going to see gonna, us. They're not going to, yeah, they don't, the team, they, they don't get respect. That's like, the yeah, thing. Neither like, no the Giants get, or Jets do. Yeah, no, they're not going to get respect. So, <clears throat> basically, you know, I mean, those are games you have to win. And if you and if you don't, you know, I mean, not only do you lose a game, but it's a huge, you know, it hurts the morale. You're going to have everyone in the media saying, oh, we knew it, they were a fraudulent team, they weren't as good as their record shows, and that, and that's what happened with the Jets when they lost to the Pats, and Zach looked terrible, as oh, with their fraudulent team, and then going into the Bills week, you know, mm-hmm. people were saying, oh, the most fraudulent 5-3 and three team I've ever seen, they're not good at all, like, look what happened last week to the Pats, um, and then they go in and they beat the Bills, and, and still you have people saying, oh, well, coming off the bye, I think they maybe win two or three games after this, uh, and, you know, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They're, they're fraudulent and everything like this. And, you know, no matter what, you're always going to have that kind of 
people are always going to doubt. But they're not going to give they're not going to give the Jets their respect regardless. Like they're not going to give the Jets their respect regardless because of the quarterback (laughs) position and because he's not that elite guy. That's he's not that elite passer who's going to be. It, I mean, if they yeah. make the playoffs, he's going to need to stack up against Josh Allen. If Josh Allen's healthy, by the way, if the Bills are, who who knows what's going? All of a sudden, Josh Allen didn't practice two days in a row, so that's something yeah. too. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's true. Days. I don't know if it's going to be long term. At the same time, you have like I understand what you're saying about like Zach not being elite, but you have other teams that get given more respect than the Jets do. Like, look at the Lions. The Lions came in, everyone's they're a frisky team. I could see him making the playoffs. Jared Goff's not elite. Not, I'm like, he played oh my last God, year, dude. but he's not elite. And and he's, dude, he started I off get really hot so this annoyed year, but at has them. looked so bad. And, like, they keep saying the Lions are a frisky team. Lions are a frisky team. And yet when you talk about the Jets or the Giants, it's, oh, they're fraudulent. They're 6-3. and three. What have the Lions done all year? The Lions came in with a – and, like, the Jets went and beat the Bills. And they've always been competitive in most of their games when Zach's been there. Yeah, it was a tough game against the Patriots. No one's going to just deny that. Zach played terrible. But you look at a few very questionable calls on multiple plays that affected the game pretty heavily. And it's a, like, you know, and I'm not saying that you could blame penalties or the rest. Like a lot of Bills fans are trying to say that, you know, that was a uh, <clears throat> pass interference on Sauce with Gabe Davis at the end of the game. And they're trying to make up excuses to basically you know, make themselves feel better about the, about the loss. But, you know, when it came, like, that's why I don't like to use excuses. But at the same time, yeah, the, like, Zach looked terrible against that at the end of the day. But there was a very mm-hmm. questionable roughing the passer call. Um, the first touchdown was mm-hmm. offensive pass interference pretty clearly. But wasn't called. And that, that's going to happen in a game. The John, Franklin anyway. Myers, um, the John Franklin Myers roughing the passer, too. That took away yeah, the, the, uh, that took away the, the Michael six. Carter pick six. And they said... Yeah, and, speaking of sauce... Speaking of sauce, uh, I think these awards, these weekly awards are kind of stupid and pointless. Oh, 100%. But the fact that Jets have had a rookie of the week seven out of nine weeks says a lot about Joe Douglas. Just like how, just like how the, just like how the Pro Bowl is stupid, but the Giants not having any Pro Bowlers two out of three years says a lot about Dave Gettleman. Like there's the one important aspect of these pointless little things that the NFL does is how it reflects on the GM, because like nobody cares so much about the Pepsi rookie of the week. But all of a sudden you look at Joe Douglas, he picked Sauce Gardner. Well, he's got three of those already. Garrett Wilson has two. Bruce Hall had two. Like and there's six straight weeks where they're getting a fucking rookie of the week. Yeah. This might be his best class. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're looking at, and yeah. and not to mention Jermaine hasn't been playing the last two or three weeks because of injury, and he's looked pretty good. I mean, hey, he had a big, huge, huge sack on Josh Allen, who was about to scramble for the first down, which ended up going to fourth. I mm-hmm. think it was fourth down, and they had to punt. Like, I mean, that, that sack was massive, and he, he's looked solid. I mean, he's not putting up these crazy numbers, but he's also hasn't been in, he hasn't been playing as much. I mean, not to mention also, you know, people are obviously always going to compare him to Aiden because Aiden, you know, or Trayvon because they were both selected ahead of him. But you also have to realize Aiden and Trayvon walked into locker, like walked into positions where they were needed, especially on the Lions. Like the Lions needed at the end. Like Jermaine, at this point, like you have JFM, you have Lawson, you have Huff, who's been mm-hmm. playing unreal. You have Clemens, who gets some time. So, you know, I think he's doing really well. And I think, I mean, there's no doubt that this is, you know, going to end up being Douglas's best class. I mean, 
Although I do agree that the Pepsi Rookie of the Week is pretty stupid, especially since Jets fans are just like ridiculous and they vote like me. No, like I I I understand. Win. I understand it's like a PR award. I'm just saying like. The fact that they have seven of them in nine weeks says something about Douglas. Yeah, like the, like the Jets rookie, like you have to be nominated first to even win the award. So the fact that they're even being nominated now, do they have the best performance every week? Man, maybe not. But I mean, Sauce did do very well besides the first play of the game against the Bills. Uh, yeah, the first play from scrimmage for the Bills. So and you know, mm. like people are already talking about him, how he he's very grabby and he's you know he's getting lucky not getting holding calls and MPI calls, but you know, at the end of the day, every single corner does that. It's just, it really is just about oh, how yeah. good you are about getting away with it. And like, yeah, sometimes they're not going to call, but sometimes they're not going to call offensive pass interference. Like, <clears> I think at the end of the day, you have to look, if the receiver starts calling for it, like Gabe Davis didn't call for it. Like, and then people ran at the Broncos game. Cortland Sutton wasn't calling for it. Like, if the receiver's mm-hmm. not even calling for it, I don't think you should be on Twitter without a face picture saying that it was pass interference. Because clearly, someone oh, the no face and, pictures. <laughs> The no face, the no pictures, face like, pictures and it's at go jets two one seven. Yeah. I got, I got, a, I, I saw a bunch of like friends. at, at Josh Allen fan 62 was saying, Oh, that was pass interference or all this and that. And it's like, Gabe right. Davis didn't even call for it. So in and, what world do you think that's pass interference? And you know, what's worse now is these <clears throat> no picture trolls on Twitter are going to be paying oh, the, the $8 to get the blue yeah. check mark. And so now like they're going to be trolling us even worse. I went on yeah, Twitter not, last not, night. Not. It was six hours after Elon did the whole, like, pay $8 for the verification. It was a disaster. Yeah. yeah it no, was no. a disaster. There was a fake verified LeBron saying <clears> that, he, that he's one. requesting a trade out of L.A. Fake uh, Josh McDaniels getting fired. Yeah, we were about a day away. We were about a day. We, I can't believe the – fake report storm was just one day after like the jet like we're one day away from having the jeff saturday hire on the same exact day <laughs> yeah like, so yeah like all of a sudden like oh no it's just a fake he's just verified and then you like actually read the handle it's like oh no it actually says adam schefter like, yeah, like, it, <laughs> like it oh my god they just hired yeah. jeff saturday i do i i it, it, it i feel like they said this on WFAN. I feel like uh, Jeff Saturday is going to lose like two games. He's going to lose his first two games and he's going to get killed both times. And he's going to be like, yeah, never mind. I, we should not have done this. Because that, <laughs> that's like, and I like, I, I, I prefer the NFL when the NFL is like, when there is, I, I, I like chaos. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I'm all it's for this. I want to I see the drama. I want to see like them lose. Like, what is Jim Irsay going to say if, Jeff Saturday loses like 31 to 10 and then like 38 to 17 <clears throat> the following week. And then yeah, he's going mean, to like what? To say. I mean, like, you know, he already he, he already appointed the 30 year old assistant quarterbacks coach, I think, to be the play caller. Oh, really? He just he just went up like four different roles in one day. He wasn't even the quarterbacks coach. He was the assistant quarterbacks coach. He was only was five he, years older than us. Was he in the team at all? Was he like in coaching with them at the time? Like I don't really. No, he wasn't coaching. He was um he was a consultant for the organization for a number of years. But yeah, like I just don't know. While, like, like not like, does he know enough to make that call? Like does he know this guy and like know he's a great play caller and like I mean hey maybe it works. I mean no, I don't know. I don't know. He was a consultant with the organization for a number of years. 
and was also on ESPN. He was an analyst on ESPN. Yeah, I knew he was an analyst um, on ESPN, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then... I mean, he may also be thinking, like, I have nothing to lose, because he really doesn't. Like, he really does have nothing to lose. Like, he'd always go back to being a good soldier. He might have something to lose. Like, if he wants to be a head coach, like a full-time, not just an interim head coach, like, I don't yeah, know if he true. wants this situation to be what his start is. Like, he doesn't get a he doesn't get an offseason. He doesn't get a an offseason to sit down with the GM and figure out who they're drafting and who they're going to sign and what the plan is and when, the, you know, when this organization has to – uh, can, when's the projected year to start winning again? Because they're in a rebuild. It's obvious. I yeah, mean, they're starting yeah, yeah. Sam Ellinger a quarter. It's <clears> like, yeah, I, it's if they wanted to win now, they would play Matt Ryan, who they traded for. But they're playing yeah. Sam Ellinger. And so they're in a, he, he would have a full off season to figure everything out, uh, just like every GM coach tandem does. But no, he's coming into a situation where he's got Sam Ellinger playing quarterback. Their best player is hurt and can't stay on the field, Jonathan Taylor. Um, their offensive line is not what it was back during the um, back in like the early Quentin Nelson days. The offensive line has not gotten better. And they're what are they three five and one in the worst division in football too? Not division's bad. Besides Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee is a, Tennessee is such a well coached team. The fact that Malik Willis. Got to overtime with Patrick Mahomes, um, but that that organization, the the Colts right now is just uh, and and the things Ursay said too in the did you watch the press conference? Or no, did you I didn't. To it at all? Um, he was saying he said how they're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. Uh, so in the top quartile of winners, they're in the upper tor- quartile of that top quartile or something. Like he, like he just said, he just went on and on about different things, and he would not kind of like how I'm doing right now. But he just like he was going on and on trying to justify the move of him hiring Jeff Saturday, who's had no experience. And he said, yeah. and in one of his arguments for hiring Jeff Saturday, he says. He has no college or NFL head coaching experience, so he doesn't know what the fear is like in the NFL from a coaching standpoint. So he's not going to turn to analytics to make decisions. That's what he said. Like during yeah, his, I did he's see, trying I did to see that like the, the most old school approach that is obviously not going to work in 2022 NFL. It's not doesn't happen. Like there's a reason a lot of these teams use the analytics and the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I works. mean, I agree. I, I think you. I think it needs to be a help, like a happy medium. But yeah, if you're just gonna sit there and just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm not using the analytics," you're not gonna be successful. I mean, I'm not saying you should rely. It's definitely happy on the medium. Analytics because like the analytics aren't always right. But you know, at the end of the day, like I, I mean, I think everyone. This is a head scratching decision from them, and I don't think really anyone saw it coming. And it's kind of weird. So. I don't know. I really don't know how it works out. I mean, I guess they really are just trying to rebuild, and maybe that's their plan. Hire him and just hope he tanks, and they end with the top. What, there's no – yeah, there's there's no way one, he – One of Young, Stroud, and um, Levy's, that's, that's, Levi's. You know, think, of, think of how much uh, – oh, Will Levis from Kentucky. Think Levis. of how much the NFL changes in a matter of, like, nine, ten weeks. Like – Ten weeks ago, we we're looking at like the Giants being maybe a contender for one of these top quarterbacks, and the Colts were definitely a playoff team. Actually, I didn't think the Colts yep. were definitely a playoff team, but the gen- everyone was like, people were so high in Indianapolis going into the year, and, and I was like, Broncos, why? Because they got the Matt Broncos Ryan. Might, the Broncos might be better than the 
the Broncos. Chiefs. Are, yeah, yeah, everyone's tied. And now you're looking at a spot uh, in the middle of the season, and you got the Giants who couldn't make a playoff run. I think they got to still stack up some wins because, as I said, that late season stretch is pretty tough. And you have the Colts who are going to be in the mix potentially for one of those three guys. Like, it's just complete yeah. opposite from those two teams. And the Raiders, which you the Raiders are in contention for one of those three guys, oh, too. Oh, the Raiders are atrocious, dude. Raiders got to, so, oh, that's, I, that's, and they're stuck. And they got to give, I mean, they, they're not going to fire McDaniels quickly. No, and I mean, they have I don't know, for unless, a while. So it's like, if you end up being able to draft one of those guys, like, what do you do? Like, you got Carr for three more years. You just sign an extension. Like, are you going to trade him? Like, I mean, hey, maybe some team will take him. I mean, hey. Cowboys, I mean, not Cowboys, uh, Colts, maybe, again, like, just trading for... Colts, maybe, I could see. But the thing about the Colts, with, I think the Colts need to get, like, a guy who they can, who, they, no, I think they have to get, they have to draft If they're going to be this bad, they got to go through the They need to get a guy who they could potentially develop into a star. Like, you're not going to win a, you're not going to win a Super Bowl, especially in that conference with Derek Carr. Yeah. They need yeah, to, I they need to start over. Be... It's going to be interesting to see the, the QB shakeup this coming offseason because you have Carr, who, you know, the Raiders are obviously out of the playoffs at this point for the most part and not looking good. So what do they do with him? They just sign a new extension. You have the Jimmy G, Trey Lance situation. Like, Jimmy G's a free agent. So what do you do with that? Then you have Rodgers, obviously, does not want to be at Green Bay. So what do you do with that? Like Rodgers Rogers is not happy. Yeah. Not and, happy at all. Honestly, I'm. I honestly like. If I was them, like you, you would have to at least think about trading him at the deadline if he's willing to go. Like and picking up something. Like, I mean, the, who, the, who Rogers? The Packers. I mean, I would be surprised. Yeah. If, Rogers, uh, if, if he wasn't offered to a team that was good enough to like, like who would be willing to trade for him? That's the question, I guess. But I like, feel like that organization, that organization is too historic and has too much pride to just like say, yeah, we're blowing this whole thing up. Yeah, well, I think Rodgers like, is going to make that decision for them this offseason when he's basically going right. to say, like, I'm out. Like, I don't, I'm not playing. So at that mm-hmm. point, oh, he'll where, make does a he dis- go? Yeah. where does Jimmy G go? Like, if, like, is he going to stay? Do the Packers make a run? I mean, do 49ers make a run at Rodgers? Do, Dude. like, who could use it? Where does, what happens with Lamar? Does Lamar go somewhere? Like, do they sign a new extension? What happens with, dude, what happens with Daniel? What happens, what happens with Jones? Daniel? Like what do you? I I my take right now is you gotta that you need to give him the full season. You can't make a decision right now. No, you can't make a decision. And I'm still not played. on board. And and as far as Saquon is concerned, I'm still not on board with re-signing Saquon. Yeah. So here's the I'm thing. just not. I, I I listen. He's a great player, but it, it's it's one of those things where if you're gonna rebuild the right way, you need to focus on positional value, kind of like what Gettleman did not do. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you, you can't. The bottom line is that you can't give Saquon a deal that's like 12 to 15 million per year, which is what he's going to want because the franchise tag is 12 million and uh, the highest paid right now is McCaffrey at 16. So you can't give yeah. him, he's going to want something between the range of 12 to 16. Um, yeah, 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 100%. I, think- I just don't, I just don't think you can, and I think I, I, the cap space situation is different next year, but let's not forget. They're probably gonna have to eat up all the dead cap space from the Galladay contract. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. It's just. I I think that it's. I think with both of them, it's interesting. So I think with Daniel, I mean, I think he's earned his chance at finishing this year out, and then you reevaluate at the end of the year. And I think, on like if he finishes out the year, he does. I mean, you still have to say 
you know, well, is his play good enough to really make us like a team? Because I, I think, and then this is probably going to get hate from Giants fans and stuff, but I think he's playing well now, but I don't think he's playing at the level that's enough to elevate you to like, a, I, he's not playing like an elite level quarterback. I think that's fair to say. I don't totally think, agree. I think, I think he's playing well and I think he's playing good enough. And I'm, but I don't think he's playing elite enough to where you're like, this is the guy I think we can bring, like he could bring us to a Super Bowl, given the right opportunity. Although he's like, the team is playing well. I think that a lot of fans have to realize like you're outperforming expectations. And like, sometimes teams like fall back down to expectations. And I'm not saying that was a Daniel or the defense or whatever. I'm just saying like, it, like does Daniel play well enough to where you're comfortable saying this is our guy? And if he keeps playing the way he is, it's going to put you in a situation where you're like, he's playing well, but he's not making me believe he's the guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem. I think most realistic, most Giants fans, most realistic Giants fans would totally agree with you. Because, like, yeah. I, that's the one thing I'm not, that's the one reason why I'm not completely, completely sold on him. Like, I'm not, like, being the franchise quarterback. Like, I'm not very much on one side of the argument. Like, I'm not yeah. totally on the get rid of him over, I'm not totally on the bring him back side. But the reason I'm not fully sold on him being the long-term franchise quarterback now is because he, they're winning games now. They're utilizing his legs very well now. But when it gets to those playoff games and he's going to need to stack up against quarterbacks in the NFC, like Dak, like Jalen, like Matt Stafford, um, obviously the Bucks are the Bucks, and same with the Packers, but who knows if Brady's there and Rodgers. And you need to stack up against those guys and those top-tier quarterbacks who can throw the ball in those yeah. playoff games. And so since he can't do that right now, or at least, you know, he's uh, limited by it because there's just no receivers, then I, until that happens, I'm not going to be fully sold on him being the franchise quarterback. He's going to need to show that he can be an elite level passer because that's what franchise yeah. quarterbacks are. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, you know, it, like you, that's what you look for. You're looking for that guy that's going to be the franchise QB. And I don't, I don't think, I think he's shown flashes of it. Just like I think Zach has shown flash of it, but like neither of them, the, the reason you have these debates is because neither of them are showing it enough. Like there's no debate like Mahomes is, you know, uh, Rogers was when Brady was, you know, Allen, like there's no debate with them. Like you, like it's going to come down to like, you need to see that improvement. And like the problem with Daniel is, is like he showed it a year late. If he showed this last year mm -hmm. and they were like pretty good, I think that this is a completely different scenario to where, yeah, he would have had to show more, but at the same time, like he at least has that one solid year because Daniel, his like resume before the start of this year was terrible. I mean, it was terrible. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't like, Oh, it's not that bad. No, it was bad. So like for him, he came in expected to be replaced and now he's playing to the point where you're like, you know, it's well, it's like he's playing well, but it's not like to, to the level you want to see. If he took this jump a year, especially too earlier, like he would have given himself so much more time to like improve and like mm -hmm. really make a really like almost force the Giants hand. But at this point, it's kind of like he's got to show out for the rest of the year. He's got to be able to compete with these other quarterbacks if he wants a chance at like being the guy. Now, maybe the Giants don't resign him and he'll, I assume he'll still get a chance elsewhere just because he has played well enough to at mm. least be a bridge guy. But the question is, is does he fall into that, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett 
role of you're just gonna sign one year deals with teams and start for them for a year and then you know go to another team because you don't play well enough their quarterback comes back or they draft a guy and then you go to another mm. team and like you know so that's the question it's like yeah. can he play well enough to secure himself that long-term starting quarterback job and i guess like you know like i said earlier like he's he's earned that right to play out the rest of the season but we'll see kind of going forward and then from a saquon standpoint i don't really necessarily agree with paying running backs that much like i mean 15 million when you're eating no. kenny galladay's dead cat like and I, yeah. your team has holes no. everywhere like i understand you're playing well but like you got to realize like there's a lot more important pieces to this puzzle especially eating kenny galladay's contract and only having really Wondell Robinson as like a decent option at wide receiver and Slayton because he has a he has a good chemistry with with uh, Jones, but like, I mean you guys need a receiver. Yeah, Slayton's bad. been better. Slayton's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Galladay is coming back this week. Um, uh, I, we'll see what he can do. Um, he should be back this week. He's been hasn't played since week four uh, with his knee injury. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I the thing with Galladay is I just don't see a world where he produces consistently enough over the back half of the year and potentially in the playoffs where they could bring him back. The only way they're no. bringing him I mean, back is go, if it's on a restructured contract. Yeah. He would have, have to. to there would have to be a restructured contract. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to go and crazy. they could potentially restructure the contract and then trade him. Because I don't know if anyone's picking him up with this current contract. I, they, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think. I know no one's picking him up with this current contract. No, no one's. But there's still no, no. there's still 21.4 million dollar cap hits each of the next two years. So yeah, no you gotta restructure. If you're going to bring him back or try to trade him, like you gotta restructure. I, I think that's what they should do. They gotta try to restructure or restructure and trade, or they got to do so. I, I just, I can't yeah, see them training him with that contract, and I don't want them to eat up all that debt cap money. Because uh, yeah. that's obviously the opposite of what you want to do when you're trying to fucking rebuild after five losing yeah. seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it also I, comes down to, like, see what, what, is, can do. what is he willing to do? Like, I mean, it would be telling. Like, if he's willing to restructure the deal, then uh, you could tell he wants to still play football and, like, be, like, an actual player. Or if he says no, then you can tell he just was there for the money, which sucks because at the end of the right. end, I mean, speaking of like kind of being a little bit of a, you know, unprofessional, I guess you could say, um, if that's the case with Galladay, I'm not calling him unprofessional. I'm saying if he's just there for the money, doesn't care anymore, wants the bag, you know, it's kind of a scummy look. But speaking of something similar, what about Kadarius Tony, who said he wasn't, he wasn't injured, he was fine the entire time and then gets traded to the Chiefs and he's all good. All that stuff. I don't know how true that is um, and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. that was definitely an interesting look when he tweeted that out, like someone saying, like, after he got traded, like, good luck in his lingering hamstring injury. And he was like, injury? I'm perfectly healthy. What do you mean? And then was not as a participant mm-hmm. in practice all week, plays in the game and everything, I, I believe. I don't watch the game, but I'm pretty sure he played or was at least, like, learning the playbook, practice all week, so... Kind of an interesting scenario if, if all of this kind of pans out to be true, if he was really just kind of not wanting to play for the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. I saw the, all, that all go down on Twitter and people basically calling him out, saying that he was like either faking it or just like refused to play for the Giants. Uh, no, I don't think he wasn't faking it. Uh, they don't fake I don't think they do. I think that's a myth. Yeah. I think them faking injuries is a but myth. But it is like, it I don't, interesting. These are adults. Like, they don't practice ever for you. 
and then like first week back, it's like perfectly fine. Like, yeah, it's a little bit weird. No, he was. I'm returning. not saying he's faking it. No, he was returning. He was gonna he was gonna practice that week if he remained a giant. Yeah, he was fine. He was like going to show, Joe Shane said he was gonna practice. Um and just Fair yeah. enough. Uh but I, I don't I don't I I never looked into I never looked into the whole thing when uh he he basically I guess hinted that he was fa- he well, I didn't I never thought he was. I mean Shane, no, didn't, Shane I, cleared, I don't think he was faking it, but it just it just seemed like he didn't like it seemed like he didn't really like like in his response it was like it kind of made it seem like he was like i'm not injured what are you talking like i'm fine like and all this and then it's it, it kind of seemed a little bit disrespectful like the way he left and like the way he was so excited mm-hmm. about the Chiefs. and i get it he's going to patch Mahomes, but like i just seemed like he was kind of like thank god i got away from that team almost i mean i don't know if that's his intention obviously i don't know him i didn't talk to him um but it did you didn't talk to him you didn't text him not, I don't. I don't have his number personally. If he wants Bro, to give it he to me, ghosted you. <clears throat> no, I don't have his number. He probably blocked me before I could even text him. Maybe he gave me a fake yeah, number. I'm sure Maybe he did. One, but I'm just. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he's always been a, an interesting case with just like all his antics. They got in trouble, and then he was fine, but then he didn't play, and then Giants fans were like getting annoyed, mm-hmm. and then he didn't come back, and then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But. It's back. He's they got a good return for him. They got a good return for him. I mean, they 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 got more than they th- I thought they would ever get. They got yeah, a third yeah. rounder and a sixth rounder, and neither of them are conditional picks. Um, I think it was initially reported that one was conditional, but it ended up being it. The third rounder was a, comp- a compensatory pick that the Chiefs had got because uh, their Ryan Poles, who was their player pro personnel, I believe, is now the GM of the Bears, so he they got a compensatory pick. So that's that pick. So the I mean they got a third rounder for a guy who who's has yet to prove who that he can be reliable and stay healthy in the league. Um, so I it's it sucks that they spent the first rounder on this kid and a year later they have to trade him. But I think you have to just accept the fact that this is not the same regime that drafted him and they just kind of have to they just have to deal with it and they just have to trade him and. Get, they had to trade him and get what they could back, and they did. And they just—that's just the end of it. And hopefully, they make the right picks with those uh, new yeah. draft choices. But I don't think there's much. Of, I mean, you can't really—you could complain and be like, "Why did they draft Tony in the first place?" But I mean, it's not the same regime. You could—if it I was mean, yeah. Gettleman turning around and trading him a year later, then you could be like, "What are you doing?" But this—this this wasn't Shane. A lot of when a new GM comes in. You have to think that like a lot of the guys who aren't products of who aren't guys he drafted or signed are on the hot seat. Or yeah, he's going yeah. to be playing for jobs at one point. That's just how it works. Like when it yeah. when a new GM comes in, the starting quarterback who's there might not be the starting quarterback when that GM is gone. Like it might not be that starting quarterback the following year. He makes it hit that yeah. that GM makes it his team from coach on down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of that year of the draft, have we? Recorded since the Elijah Morse stuff happened? Probably. I don't think we have. I think so. Have we? We might have. Because we, we didn't. Rec- so we haven't recorded. We definitely have. Dude, that hasn't been that long. That was like that was that was like five weeks ago. We didn't. We didn't. Rec- we haven't recorded since the Broncos game. Like since before the Broncos game. So we didn't record for the Broncos game. Isn't that mm-hmm. when it happened? Isn't that maybe. when it happened? Maybe that was the won? game he was. That maybe I, I think, think that's the that game, game that they told them. Well, they not. That's not the game he complained about. That's the game where he they made him a healthy scratch. 
It was Green Bay. But we but we didn't record leading up to the Broncos game. I don't think. I don't think we recorded. Oh, we didn't. So maybe we Wait, haven't so, spoken so, a lot. So when? So I'm trying I know to we have kids. off off of. I know we have off uh quote unquote off the air. Not I know. Yeah, we talked show. about it. Obviously. We know we've. It's almost like we actually are we've friends. We talked about it. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, um, I know. I know it's insane. Surprisingly yeah, enough. Um, but I just want to see. Like, I can't remember if we talked about it because I remember like. I remember getting ready to talk about the Broncos game because I you know, we didn't end up recording. So it was what game was mm-hmm. it? Was it was it after the Packers game that all that stuff happened? I don't think so. We went we twenty seven. Yes, we it was the Packers game? game because that was the game where he got zero targets. But that did was the we, game he got zero. We, I don't remember if we recorded for that, did we? We record. I don't know if we recorded after. Whatever. I don't think we've talked about it. That I, I yeah, don't know I don't, if we I talked like we, about. I feel like we haven't talked about it. My take on that is I didn't think they were ever going to trade him. I thought they were just going to calm him down, and I think it's really selfish because after, like, one game, it's not like he hasn't gotten targeted. Like, he I mean, he, like was, he, got, he, he started the most snaps for the Jets at wide receiver. He was the most used wide receiver yeah, like on the entire like, Jets team. He acted like he was Mims. We won. Like, we won. 27 to 10. Yeah, sure, you didn't do it. He acted like he was Mims and hadn't. Yeah, he acted like he was Mims and was a healthy scratch for six straight weeks. And like, Mims kept his mouth shut. He said, I want to trade. And they said, that's fair. We're not going to trade you. And now, speaking of Mims, yeah. look at him. Had a good game. Helped the Jets beat back. the Bills. Made Mims and catches. Slayton, back. Yeah, they're back. Mims and Slayton are back, baby. Back. We back did not think that was the case. take over the lead. Yeah, but I mean, and now we where thought of Elijah now? Moore. Up, oh, Kadarius Tony. Nope. Nope, uh-uh. both wrong. We're back Both to Slayton, wrong, but and we're back to Denzel Mims. It's 2020 we'll all over see. again. I mean, Salah announced today that they're moving uh, Elijah to the slot. They're not playing him outside anymore. Um, so we'll see if that helps. You know, it'll get him. Get. I mean, maybe it gets his. You know, the ball in his hands. Let him make a move in the open field. Because he, at the end of the day, I think yes, it was completely selfish. And I mean, I follow him on Twitter. He's an interesting character. I'll say that the least. Like to say the least. He's tweeting out, like, you know, Bible verses and just things that are interesting to read. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that at the end of the day, I think the talent's there. And I really just hope that, you know, they can put him in the slot, get the ball in the stands a little bit. And then, you know, maybe, I mean, I think this year's going to be tough overall just because I think part of the the team is kind of not happy with it. You could tell from people's tweets and Instagram post about how you have to be a self selfless player and it's all about the team. You could tell there's like players on the team that aren't happy about all of it because it brought unneeded oh, no, no, no. unwanted drama to the team. So I think he's going to take mm. him. I think if he wants to be a part of this team, if he still does and he wants to like at least you know make a difference and like I, I mm. like I think he's got he's got to wait till next year and hopefully he could you know start to show what he showed you know last year again. And, and kind of break out a little bit. But, I mean, it was a bad look for him. He, he had absolutely no standing ground. Um, it's just, I don't think there was a lot of people that stood with him. I know A.J. Brown tweeted out in his support, obviously, because they're best friends. But at the same yeah, time. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. He had no ground. I, I don't. Yeah, I think. In that request. None. Mm-mm. And he no, ends up he, just kind no, of he just, he's, Like, I understand if you're on a bad yeah, team. Yeah, no, he, he looked out, bad. Like, There's no way he looks good. Like, when Jamal asked to leave, it was, okay, fair enough. This guy's an all-pro player, and he's on a losing team. He wants to leave. Do I like Jamal the way he – after he left? No, because he was a dick. But 
when he left, I was like, fair enough. I understand. Like, he kind of wants out. The Jets kind of want to trade him. Like, the Jets suck. He's really good. See what we can get. Obviously, those trades ended up being one of the biggest fleeces of all time. Um, and then, but now. But you're not Elijah, getting two firsts for Elijah Moore, that's for sure. Yeah, you're not getting two firsts. Elijah wasn't an all pro player. He wasn't one, one of the best in his position. You're not even, you probably ain't even getting a second. Like, you're probably looking at what you no. got for Tony is probably what we're probably, maybe a little bit more. Maybe like a third and a fourth. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe Joe. Yeah, can maybe fleece a third, a yeah. Maybe Joe can fleece a second. No, I maybe. don't even know if he could fleece a second. I don't even know if, if he could have fleeced a second. Was, if it was before him requesting a trade and looking bad, he probably could have. But once he came out and it's a bad luck, oh. yeah, you're not, you're not getting it. So, you know, it is what it is. I hope they, that mm-hmm. you know, he can kind of calm down. They can calm him down and get him what he wants. And he can give the Jets, you know, can be a solid play for the Jets. That's what I'll say. At the end of the day, exactly. you know, I hope he ends up being happy and 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 can stay long term with the Jets. It's not just because I have his jersey; just in general, I, you know, <laughs> he seems like a decent dude besides this. So I'd hope you know the Jets can figure it out with him, and and he'll be a a solid player for us in the future. So uh, before we head out, well, who's tonight? Uh, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah, we're long burner, and isn't it like in a crazy storm? Like it's a crazy storm. Isn't, yeah, it's isn't, pretty. Isn't it's, a hurricane I, going I actually just saw. I actually just saw a picture of um yeah I just saw a picture of it on Twitter before yeah it looked pretty it looked pretty uh gross out yeah no that did not look like great football weather it looked really like uh like skies were pretty dark yeah, but yeah, yeah I think Walker versus Marcus Mariota an absolute barn burner of a game two quarterbacks that even in the rain did I start I got Chuba and I got uh Algeri. So Algier, isn't it Algier? Algier, Algier. Yeah, Algier. so yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. projected no, I mean, about seven points. Yeah, but they I'm thinking Falcons, though. The fact that they should touch the ball more, like they should touch the ball like 20 times each because I doubt they're going to be throwing it much. Yeah. Since PJ and Mariota aren't you know what? to begin with. I was going to start Algier and the Chubb was going to be, I, uh, Hubbard was going to be on the bench bench in my one of my other leagues, but I might have to start both of them now that you said that, now that we're. We've established that now that this, now that I've seen like what the forecast is, I gotta. I, mean, I was gonna start really Algier anyway because I have no running backs on that specific team, but the other one, the yeah. other with Hubbard, I do. So, um, yeah, I, I I gotta figure that out. But you you you're taking Falcons to win. I'm taking Falcons to win. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers won. Like they're not, they're bad. But like the Falcons are not seeing. Bucks are still game. winning that division. Bucks are yeah, still winning that division. That division sucks. I mean, the Panthers definitely want to lose because my, like, who is their QB next year? Because <laughs> they, right. they ain't yeah, on the it's, roster it's, now. It's who, it's, it's who they're drafting in the top five. That's who their quarterback is. It's because yeah. it's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not going to be, the franchise is not on the roster now with, with those no. four guys, with Walker, Donald Baker, and uh, they, Matt, Matt Corral, they just drafted last year. They have every quarterback yeah. in the world. It sucks that Corral like got it, that season-ending injury because right. he at least would yeah because he probably could have gotten playing time yeah he would have gotten yeah shot. he would have gotten the shot I'm, oh hell yeah and I'm not saying like oh Matt yeah. Corral would have been great but I guarantee Matt Corral would prefer getting a shot than probably watching someone else get drafted in the top five next year in the same position that's gonna start mm. over him well he would have so. He would have played instead of PJ Walker. Like he would have been starting yeah, yeah, tonight yeah, yeah. instead of PJ so Walker, unless he got hurt or something. He won't get that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks I, he won't even get his chance. So maybe it's what it year. is. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe. Um, but never know. Maybe they take Will Anderson. Anything we left out? 
Anything, yeah. <laughs> anything we left out before we head out? I don't think so. All right, Giants-Texans this Sunday at 1 p.m., unless that game gets flexed to Sunday night football, which it's not going to, so I don't even know yeah. why I suggested that. <laughs> that would be, hey, that would be a barn burner of a game, and you know it, okay? Giants. No, James, Mills is, James Mills is trash. Nah, he's the GOAT. Um, he's the best quarterback <laughs> in that class. He's the best him, quarterback with a really long time. I'll give him that. It goes him, it goes him, lot of space, and then it's the other five. Gotcha. And gotcha. Zach and gotcha. Zach and Trey are towards the bottom. Um, mm, Mac, mm. Mac, and Mac Jones is toward the top. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's sure. Got the, oh, sure. hell yeah. No doubt in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that would be um, <laughs> Giants, Giants, Texans, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Jets are off. We'll return the following week. They play Pats again. That should be. That yep. again. And uh, in New That's England. Yep. Yeah, good luck. Well, in New England, you've uh, uh, stuck with us. Yeah, that's always fun. So if you stuck with us until this point, thanks so much for tuning in. Episode 122 of the Wide Array Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Robert Lettinen and at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Array Podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Rob, thanks so much. And uh, talk to you guys soon. <laughs>